Hello, hello world. Hello YouTube. If you're wondering where the image is, I'm sorry. This podcast will have a video. Let me just do this intro with no video today. How's everyone doing? I am doing good. This is the Dante Lafonte podcast, and here is your intro. Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing I'm doing all right. I'm feeling I'm feeling sweet. Today on the podcast is Gold Connections. Uh Gold Connections reached out to me uh through email. This is awesome. And I've I've recently been getting like a lot of email just of people saying hi. Shout out to Teddy again. And he appreciated me shouting him out on the podcast. Like honestly, I I, I don't really think about it too much, but if you want to get off social media and you hate it, dude, drop an email. It's old school. People like it that way. I like it that way sometimes. I still need to respond. I'm talking about it on the podcast and I've yet to respond. But, you know, we can't treat emails like text messages. Like, you can't expect an email back right away. There's going to take a couple days. So, yeah, I'm talking about how I've received and read an email from someone and I have yet to respond. What a fucking world we live in. Um, but other than that, I feel great. I've been really busy. Been super busy. Uh, the record comes out. My new record comes out on January 8th, 2021 via Born Losers Records. The link is in the uh, is in the bio, is in the description. I guess it's not a bio. Um, and that's and, and we just there's just a lot to do, you know, even through a pandemic. There's a lot to do. I like I like uh, I like the response I'm getting from Vegas, Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas has has done well. Thank you guys for streaming. Uh, Ninety days was the single before that. Awesome! I'm really glad. I'm like I'm loving that people are are sharing it. This is cool. This is uh, I like singles, man. Maybe I should have dropped this whole thing off as a single, but you know what? I'm 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 stoked. The record came <clears throat> uh, the other day. I received a package and the record is here. I have like my share of the of the vinyl and and I'm very happy about that, man. I'm not, this has just been like such a crazy uh wrap to 2020. I feel like we put in a lot of work this year. Um we have three podcasts left to finish off 2020 and I'm going to start booking I have my first guest for 2021 already booked. I haven't announced it yet. I haven't recorded it yet, so I'm I'm afraid to announce if I haven't recorded it yet. But but hopefully soon. Sorry, I'm burping throughout this whole thing. Okay, I want to thank Andrew E. Roth and Ashley Brinkley. If you want to support the podcast, head over to Patreon www.patreon.com/slash/dontelefonte. Uh, if you want to go over there and support the podcast, these great people are. We also have DJ mixes and Dante Elefante breakdowns. Um, there's a lot of stuff on there that's very cool. Uh, if you can call me on the phone, if you're interested in that, you want to call me on the phone, call me on the phone, uh, 805-316-4717. Give me a call. Uh, you have a request for a song or if you want to see something, if you just want to say hi, you want to rant, do you have relationship issues? Because that's something I would love to get into, uh, Art LeBeau style send me your uh, relationship issues, your requests, and maybe I can talk to some of the guests about it. 
Um, but yeah, once again, you can call me on the phone now, 805-316-4717. It's a Google number. Just leave a voicemail. You don't have to give your phone number. I mean, you don't have to give your name, and it will be 100% anonymous. I will not say your name or, <laughs> or give your phone number. And I'm not storing these phone numbers. This isn't like some like email listing scam where now I'm, I have your number and I'm going to text you things. None of that. I literally don't want your phone number, but you can call and leave a voicemail, and that that's just a new element, a new thing. I'm trying to upgrade, man. What's going to happen in 2021? You know, do I buy another camera to have two cameras? I don't know. I buy another mic. Like when things start rolling again, there is a timeline. We're looking at a timeline here uh, of maybe the vaccine will be ready by April, May. June, July, everyone starts getting vaccinated. If you feel okay with that, I'm pretty sure it's fine. I am not a doctor, but I'm just an optimist, and I think it should be fine if we get the vaccine. I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? This could be the audio that just does me in, man. I don't know. And then I end up having like a, a fucking... I don't know, a horn growing out of my head. It turns you into a fucking unicorn. But I don't know. I think... I think if everything goes well... And the vaccines popping like they say it is, then maybe we could start doing some podcast IRL. Maybe we could play a show. Maybe I can live my life again. Maybe I can go back to work. <laughs> These are the things I'm hoping. These are the hoping things I'm hoping and dreaming of. I don't know though. I'm, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I miss. I really miss playing shows. I watched the uh, the Paul Cherry live set uh uh the other night i paid for it and i was like this is fucking awesome the the chat section felt like a show i felt like i was at a show i felt like i was just like eavesdropping on everyone's conversation and and it was awesome i really miss playing shows and you know it's easy to forget how much you know going to shows because i don't know prior to this pandemic i didn't feel like i went to too many shows like I didn't go that often to a show. I don't know. Maybe I'd go if someone came to Santa Barbara. If there's something happening in LA, I'll make the drive. But I feel like it wasn't happening that often. And I was like, oh, well, maybe my days of going to shows, maybe that's such an early 20s thing. Having the having shows is such an early 20s identity thing. Like, oh, I go to shows. But like, yeah, I think this year really made me realize that it is, it is a part of my identity. And I do miss it. I really, I really miss it. I don't know. Hold on one second. Okay, I just plugged uh, my headphones in. I can actually hear myself talk now, and maybe that is the downfall of this intro. Um, Gold Connections is here on the podcast. Thanks for everyone for listening. We do have Dante Elefante shirts still available. If you go to Hello Merch, you can find... um, you could find some shirts there. Uh, we have some more merch coming. I don't know when it's going to happen. I really want a hoodie or a crew neck. That's what I really want next. I don't know. We're going to see. I really want to see how how, how I can uh, get those done. Um, but other than that, thank you so much for listening to the new songs. The album comes out January 8th, 2021. Get ready. I'm glad people like the music videos and the live sessions. Those live sessions were recorded like... Um, I don't know, maybe in April or May. <clears throat> I can't remember when we recorded those now. Maybe June? I have to look. But uh, that felt like a show. 
that was like the closest thing that a show was to me. So, so that was my little taste. I got that at the middle of the year. And then towards the end of the year, I got the Paul Cherry show, which was uh, the audio tree live stream that just felt, oh man, I miss this. I need this shit in my life. But yeah, other than that, man, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. Uh, Christmas is coming up. Happy Hanukkah for anyone celebrating. Um, and then after that, we got New Year's resolutions. I guess I'll save the New Year's talk for the New Year's talk. All right, Gold Connections <clears throat> in this in this podcast, I make it sound like I'm at the very very end. I noticed this while I was editing. I make it sound like he asked he asked me if I'm gonna follow him on Instagram. And yeah, I followed him back on Instagram and I have no issue with following people back on Instagram or Twitter, but I did notice like my answer was really fucking weird. Like I wasn't going to follow him back and I apologize for that, but uh, I have to let it have to let it be known that I have followed him back on everything and we are friends now. And uh, yeah, this is like literally you're going to about to listen to me meet someone for the very first time online really only emailed a couple times and uh i really like this episode and uh, uh i did follow him back it's fine we are friends and it's all good but yeah i go into this rant about curating my instagram feed and then i'm looking into his eyes as i'm editing this podcast i'm like oh no i'm an asshole and i don't want to be an asshole so i am letting the record show <laughs> i followed him back and uh everything is everything is a-okay uh, yeah, so just to recap, Patreon, if you want to support the podcast, head over to Patreon. I also got DJ Mixes. Um, t-shirts are available at Hello Merch slash Dante Lafonte. I don't know the actual. I'll put it in the description. And uh, thank you to everyone who's listening to this. I see the numbers for the audio doing really well. YouTube's also doing really well. Thank you guys so much uh, every week for listening. And maybe I'll get some Dante Lafonte podcast merch. I don't know. Haven't thought about it yet. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode, Gold Connections, episode 45. Thank you. All right, man. How are you? Uh, Pretty good. A little yeah. torn and frayed, but uh, hanging in there. William, William. Yeah, man. Gold, dude, thanks for reaching out. I think you're, you're the first guest that's like reached out to me. That's what it's all about. Got to, got to grind. Yeah, um, man. Got a, got an email. <laughs> uh, thanks for thanks for picking up yeah no worries yeah I, I totally get it like i'm i'm in that same grind too just sending out a bunch of emails hope, hopefully something sticks you know exactly uh yeah what, let's just get into it because it's been a weird couple days man i know this episode won't come out till later but what are your thoughts where are you at with what happened yesterday and what's currently going on today with the election <laughs> um i don't uh, i don't I feel i feel bad yeah, I guess I feel, yeah. I mean, I know, there's just a lot going on right now. Um, you know, I've both been mostly kind of like working. Um, I'm currently like mixing a new song uh, that I've been kind of recording on my own. Yeah, and kind of just like immersing myself in that. Um, but I've you know, it's I'm getting a little bit tired because mixing in itself is an extremely uh, emotionally uh, challenging process. Mm hmm. Uh, so I'm kind of feeling it all right now, you know? Totally. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 really weird. It's really weird. I, I definitely felt the same way yesterday. I was like, I am not going to be on my 
phone. I am avoiding all of that shit. But then once it got to like 7 p.m., I was like, okay, yeah. I got I got to see what's going on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got to at least like take a peek. And then I was like, I was totally submerged and I was back on my phone. And it was probably the worst idea because it's just like everyone overreacting. Like, because it's this is right. kind of at least for me, this is kind of what I thought was going to happen. It's going to yeah. be close. It's it's, yeah. it's going to come down to the wire. Right. And just like everyone's like, this is unbelievable. This is cr-. it's like, this is believable. We all said this was yeah. going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, I believed it. Yeah. So, yeah. So- like, yeah, I, I kind of have the same experience. Like I, uh, I deleted my Twitter app on my phone. Oh, and good. I've just been trying to do like, you know, pr- I'm like promoting these singles, but I've just been trying to do it on my computer. Um, yeah. But like, you know, at lunch today, I was just like on my phone on Safari on Twitter. So that's sort yeah. of the loophole for me. <laughs> and yeah, a lot of a lot of people being like, yeah, acting like stressed or like, like, holy shit, like what's happening? Yeah. And then I look at the thing. I'm like, oh, it's just like the election is, is happening and, yeah. and Biden's winning right now. Exactly. Like it's it's uh, I think I think it's leftover trauma from 2016. Like it was. Yeah. This has gone a lot better than 2016 did. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, so, I think we all remember that that night. Yeah, that was a that was a quick one though. Yeah, kind of, we knew it, what we knew what was up. I had like one class that day, and by the end of the class, like I was like, oh, it's like settled. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is like we're day two, and we still don't know. So so it's getting close. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's crazy, man. Uh, little, yeah. Wait, wait. What were you gonna say? I was just going to say it's, I mean, it's, it might be a long haul with this one. Yeah. It could be potentially to the end of the week with some states. What? It might even get even crazier because now they're, now Trump is kind of saying he, he wants a recount in certain states. And, and I don't know, man. It's going to get wild. <laughs> it's going to yeah, get crazy. For sure. Definitely going to be wild. Oh, man. Hold on. Let me put my phone on uh, mute here. Whoops. I should know better. Um, okay, so yeah, you're mixing a, a new track right now. Is this track part of your record? Yeah. Like what where are we at with that? Um, this is like a this is a song I, I actually recorded a little bit ago. And yeah, we have this, you know, the the EP coming out, but I wanna follow it up follow it up with, with some with something pretty quick. Uh, yeah. you know, I do Yeah, I just wanna like keep keep going. And yeah, I was kind of like thinking of potential songs I could either record that I've written or, you know, I'm kind of just going back in the lab with this one song and, you know, sort of like chopped and screwed mm-hmm. kind of style. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, and yeah, I'm just kind of, I've been experimenting a lot with this song and, it, you know, ultimately it's just something like creative that I, that I enjoy that right now is like really, I mean, it's always, it's always important you know, to have a project to get like immersed in for me. Totally. And yeah, this is, this is that song, but um, yeah, it would be, it'd probably be a, uh, a standalone single. Okay. So the plan is to do the EP and then drop a single. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, and, and did you mix your EP too? Um, uh, engineer, our engineer, uh, Will Evans mixed it. I was, you know, I was definitely breathing over his, his shoulder yeah. the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I was involved. 
I definitely, uh, I definitely prefer that. I know they don't prefer that, like, but I love being in the same room. Like, I hate when the email chain gets past like ten emails, and it's just like, move this up just a little bit, okay, and then bring this down. Yeah. Well, luckily with with Will, like, I was like literally in the room with him. Good. And we, yeah, we worked, we worked very closely on this, on the whole record together. Um, when he he engineered. Um, everything other than drums, which my friend Daniel engineered, but uh, yeah, he's sort of like assistant produced it, and yeah, it, it was it wasn't it wasn't like a typical like mixing like sending it off to the mixer mm-hmm. and then sending like you know um, a whole novel back cool. of feedback. It was more yeah. like we were really like working on it together, which was really cool, and I've not really done that before. Yeah. Uh, was the was the rest of the band there? Or are you tracking these songs by yourself, or what's what's the dynamic there with tracking? Yeah, um, yeah, the rest of the band tracked it. They're you know they're on it, all on it, and all cool. you know very important to the album. Um, but yeah, we kind of had a schedule, um, and you know they would you know Brett would come in and play bass, and then Ryan would come in and play guitar for like two days, and you know we knocked out drums first with Stefan. Um, but I was, you know, I produced this album, so I was kind of there for every, every day of tracking. Mm. How many days were you, did you track? Um, maybe five or six. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. That's wild, man. And was it kind of like, uh, start recording at like 10 a.m., work till 8 a.m., 8 p.m., or what was kind of all yeah, over the it, place? Or? Um, I think we kind of, we hit, we hit a rhythm with like 1 PM to like 10 or 11. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. That's wild. Yeah. I think that's like uh, an unspoken, like when you're doing it by yourself or, or recording with a friend or something like there's no like set schedule. It's not like a nine to five, you know, you kind of show up at one and you can work till like 10 or midnight. If you got, if you got the energy, you can do it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, just I mean, I was kind of just it just depended on how like charitable Will, um, our you know engineer was going to be because we were like in his house slash studio, That's and awesome. I, you know I was ready I was ready to be there um, all night, but uh, yeah, it's like I think it's a balance of of like pushing it really hard, but also like being kind to your band and yeah you know, the team. Yeah, how many drum, <laughs> how many drum takes can we really do until he fucking cracks? You know, yeah, yeah. that's like that bird backer act style, like a hundred and nine takes, and then yeah. just like, yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. Where where did you guys record? Where are you at now? It's, it seems like a nice place from the outside. Oh, thank you. I live in Richmond now. Oh, um, cool. I love yeah. Richmond. Yeah, um, but I moved here in August from Charlottesville, which is where I grew up, and. I mean, that's where I've lived most most of my life. Mm. Um, but yeah, we recorded this um, in Charlottesville. We did drums at uh, my friend Daniel Gones's, um studio, kind of out in the county in Virginia that he uh, built recently. Um, and we did drums there. And uh, we did the rest of it at this house in Charlottesville where this band Stray Fossa Mm-hmm. Um, it's their house and they record all, all their own, own music and you know I you would listen you know we've toured with them and, and things like that and yeah I was really impressed by like the production value of their music 
and you know i wanted i wanted in on on that action so yeah we did it at the stray fossa house oh that's great uh what's the scene like in in charlotte um and yeah charlotte charlottesville yeah, charlottesville none, oh in, charlottesville yeah yeah. You know, no, it's not it's not Charlotte, but you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm wait, not. So, wait, I'm wait, not so offended. I was just. Tri- where, where is Charlottesville then? Because I, I, I'm thinking North so, Carolina. Yeah, yeah. No, that's very, very reasonable. Char- oh. uh, Charlottesville is in Central Virginia. Oh, okay. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah, and Charlotte's in North Carolina, and then there's, I don't know, it's probably like a Charlottenburg somewhere <laughs> yeah and, and yeah exactly and there's charleston Char- um, i've been to charleston yeah been there yeah charleston's pretty cool yeah we had, we did a good uh we had a fun diy show there oh like sweet at this place called dunks or something like that yeah oh cool yeah yeah we've we've played once in in charleston at some like uh a diner like mm. yeah sort of like a diner situation that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the Carolinas, man. And then just going up to Virginia, it's such a fun, uh, you know, I'm off, I'm from Santa Barbara. I'm on the West Coast. So like nice. LA to Seattle is like, that's like the first leg you do, even when you're just starting out as a band. Really? So it's like like, he, like a two, like a two, one day trip, two day trip? Like, uh, like if you're going to like dip your feet into the water of like touring, say you're like 18, 19. Yeah, you kind of try and go up to Portland, go up to Seattle just kind of, and those are all like you can do Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, you know, all the other little spots. But like, yeah, yeah, doing yeah. That's as a- I got older, doing it the opposite way. I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is like the way for East Coast bands, New York, Philly, work your way down to Richmond. To yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's basically how it is on the East Coast. It's like, yeah, we're in we're in Virginia, which is kind of like the middle. I mean. Uh, you know, I guess almost mid-Atlantic, like tip, mm-hmm. you know, the northern end of the South, and so yeah, like we'll go up, you know, DC, Philly, New York, um, you know, Pittsburgh, but then we also go down to like yeah, like uh, Raleigh or Atlanta, Nashville, all that mm. stuff. Um, we've done one West Coast tour, which was what? which was really cool, but, and we started in in uh, Montana. Oh, and yeah. then went up to yeah, and then went up to Seattle, and then went all the way down to L.A. You know, we, it was like a pretty long tour. Was it, it was, Billings, it was Montana? Uh, we stayed at a ho- or a motel in Billings. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that's where we stopped. And uh, wait, what's the other place? <laughs> what's the other? What's one other city in Montana? I don't want to say. That I don't know. Okay. I just it know really, Billings. It was really cool. Yeah. Billings, that's like an oil town or I think some, so. Something like that. Yeah, I had a uh one tour cancel on me at the beginning of the year. Well, cancel on all of us. Uh uh and one of the stops was in Billings. And I was like, going gonna go check that out. Never been there. Yeah, that should be new. Yeah. yeah. How how was it for you? I, the show was canceled. I didn't oh, the oh, tour right. the corona <laughs> corona. So uh, <laughs> yeah. had to stay home, but now I just think of Billings, Montana, and think what could have been, you know? Um, wow. pretty cool, good experience, I bet. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's awesome. Uh, yeah, man, uh, Richmond. Richmond's a really cool place. Uh, do you know Citrus City? That label, Citrus City, out. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, I talked to him the other day and he gave I talked to him a few months ago and he gave me this whole lowdown on on the on the rich history of of, of Richmond and, and and it's just I I you don't realize it when you're just driving through these towns but there's so much going on and when you you know Char- I didn't know anything about Charleston I was like this is such a great place and everyone's just like this is a kind of racist town like <laughs> And, and it's just it's it's crazy driving through the south like that and learning about it but it's all very beautiful to me i just don't know any of the history of those areas you know yeah so i mean to me, it's a, lot of, a lot of history yeah uh so who's do you have a label right now a label yeah is a label uh, putting out this ep no no we're we're actually self-releasing this cool we have like this distribution through awol um but this is actually our first self-produced and our first self-released ep mm. ever that's crazy yeah how's how's that how's that working for you how do you like it do you do you prefer it do you would you rather be on the label or how are you feeling um uh i i mean i like it i think it's just like the right place for us right now and it's like um yeah it's just it's the way it's the way that it is and also i like it <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah like we you know we started off with an ep on fat possum mm-hmm. And then uh, put out our full length and another EV with Egg Hunt, which is a Richmond label. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and and now we're kind of just like we have distribution, but we're, you know, we're printing. We just got the this EP on cassette. Yeah, and, you know, it's coming on digital. And I don't know. I definitely enjoy like the flexibility of it. Like like I said, like I kind of just decided the other day I might want to release a single right after this EP. Yeah, and. Um, you know that would that would require a lot of coordination and and sort of like you know red tape and whatnot to get that through a label but i can just do that totally. um, and i and i think it you know that would for us like i think that would be um a good outcome but like with a label it's just like a whole you have to negotiate yeah because they have like a release schedule so where can they fit your track yeah. like your new single uh it's like you just put something out and then well blogs i feel like are kind of going away but but uh, there was a time where blogs didn't want to share new music from you if you already had just released something so it's like you already have more it's like it's weird but i feel like that whole mid-2010s thing is gone i think the industry is changing so much and and it's like almost a cliche now but like you don't need a label and it's more fun, I think, sometimes to do it yourself. You know, if I, I wish yeah. I had more uh, monetary backing to do the things I want to do, but it's it's, right. it's fun. It's still fun regardless. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, um, uh, like it's a you know need to figure out like the production side of everything and the financial side, um, and that's that's like the trick. But you know, like for this EP, we didn't have a you know didn't really have a didn't have a label so we didn't have um anyone giving us money to make a record so you know i had to kind of make uh kind of i just like bartered Mm -hmm. mostly with with uh daniel um who did who produced the drums like i gardened for him for a day in exchange for like a day of tracking and like it just sort of it's an obstacle that you know um presents different opportunities and uh you know we got into you know we recorded this in a very diy fashion which i think was appropriate for the music and you know that might not have happened if we had if we had a label um 
you know, giving us money. Cause you know, we would, we'd probably go to a studio, but like that mm-hmm. would have produced a different sound. And, um, it's, it's just good to embrace like, you know, your current, your current setup and, you know, there's just going to be, there's going to be a different, um, outcome either way. So I think it's, I think it's exciting too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's very exciting, very liberating. I think it's super, uh, it's just, it's just a lot of learning stuff. It's like tapes. Let's just start yeah. with tapes. Who's who's making the tapes? How do you like, how much does that cost? Is this a good deal? Are they close by? Yeah. How much is the shipping? Like, and yeah. and yeah, and how are we gonna sell them? Do we need to get our website up? Like, what were yeah. some of the leaps and hurdles of the business side that you kind of had to figure out, or did you already know yeah. some of this stuff? Um, I mean, I had to figure out. Like, luckily, I have a ton of like contacts, mm-hmm. like through labels, um, like just like relationships I've I've made that you know were facilitated by labels. Um, but like, yeah, with this, with cassette, like I, you know, I had to, um, you know, hire someone to do the design for like formatting the cassette. Mm -hmm. Um, like, um, and yeah, I like found a cassette company. I just like Googled, like, what's the best, who makes the cassettes? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was a Canadian company. Um, I'm blanking on the name, but like, I think a lot of people go through them and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still, it's definitely a learning curve. Like I just got the cassettes. Cool. Um, and I'm excited about it. Um, I don't want to like undersell these cassettes, but like I did notice, um, you know, like when it goes to cassette, like the high end is like, is like cut off basically. Um, and you get that like warm sound mm-hmm. cassette, but I was like a little bit bummed that it wasn't like crisper. Mm. And it's like, I, I kind of created the master for this cassette myself, like on logic. And you have to send out like an A side and a B side to these producers. Mm-hmm. And I created that. And like, next time I do cassette, I'm gonna, um, you know, put more high end on the master that I send, like add a little boost. And yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like learning that stuff as I go along. Yeah, totally. Yeah, some people. I I personally love that that cuts some some of it off, but absolutely, if you're if you're trying to get a nice bright record, it will it will cut it off. <laughs> it's like yeah. completely. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just and, like you know, it's good to have an option. You know, totally for the for the That's, spectrum. But did you did you uh, experience any delays because of COVID or anything about getting your tapes? What was the turnaround? Um, the turnaround was actually pretty good Mm. i got it like i mean i guess i was i wasn't expecting to get them on time and they did so that was nice yeah 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 that's another thing i was thinking about too i was like oh that'd be great to do this and do that or like oh it'd be great to get some shirts made like but what are people working is the industry moving right now like every every other facet of the industry moving except for the art and like the live performance side of the art like um, I think so. I mean, yeah. for me, for me, it's like I've, um, you know, we're not touring and I'm not using all that energy, like, well, touring or organizing tours or thinking about it or, or any of that. So I've actually, and I still have, you know, I still want to move the band forward and, yeah. and, uh, so I've actually had kind of the opportunity to focus more on music videos and on like, I got like a t-shirt, um, design, made by my friend Thomas Dean in Charlottesville mm-hmm. that I'm like really, really happy about. Mm-hmm. And we made, we made these shirts and like he like printed them himself. 
Um, and yeah, it's just, I ha- kind of have the, the, the space to, to like dive a little bit deeper in these other facets of like what a band does, which is like, you know, create merch or, or like visual media or what have you. So yeah, for me, it's like, I kind of just need the other things just kind of uh, become more important to me. Have the videos become like more of a collaborative effort or are you guys recording them yourselves? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, more collaborative. Like I, with these, we put out two music videos, one for stick figures and ammunition, the singles. And um, yeah, we worked with um, this guy, Phineas Alexander, who's mm. uh, a senior at University of Virginia. At There they call him fourth years. That's oh. just like a UVA thing. Yeah. But I'm going to call him a senior. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, totally. But, yeah. But um, it's that was like very collaborative because it's like, you know, I, I sent him the track and and then he sent me a, a pitch. You know, we hopped on like a Zoom like the next day and he pitched something and then I kind of like pitched an idea that I had and we had to like figure it out and like like sort of negotiate a little bit in mm-hmm. other words like create this thing together um and that was like for stick figures and you know and he has like this whole network of artists at uva um who all like brought their own thing to the process like with ammunition we actually had um like members of a like the uva hip-hop dance crew like bring their own uh, choreography yeah. to this music video and that was like really amazing um and like a wushu club which is like martial arts were involved and they had this whole like fight already planned so mm-hmm. it's really that's kind of where the creative energy has been going for me and like working with other people yeah it's doing other things like placing that energy that would have gone to playing shows booking shows is now like been spread out to merch to videos to I guess trying to record and produce like I've talked to a lot of people yeah. who who just don't have the energy or don't feel motivated to write right now like how have, how have you yeah. stayed motivated like this whole year trying to like you're working on another song already like how, do you have more songs or are you just <laughs> working on the one like how where are we at um, I've just written a ton of songs um, over the course of the past few years um, but I have started writing new songs mm. And it's, you know, it's, it can be kind of like psychologically tricky. Like when you have, you know, I have like a, basically a full length album that I would make if I could like already written and already demoed and everything. Um, so it can get kind of tricky when you have all of that and you don't, you know, I don't have, um, you know, the, the production, you know, I, I don't know when I can record again with the whole band because of COVID. Yeah. Um, so uh you know it can be tricky when you have this whole backlog of songs to then start creating again because you feel like well maybe like like why would i be writing songs now if i already have all these songs like that's just something that can happen but um i think it's just reached a point where like the past two weeks i just um i've just been like going and sort of like pushing through with this and i think it's a little bit like the change of the weather um like you know just uh shorter days and you know that that sort of uh you know that melancholy or this the sort of like which it can be a creative feeling and just kind of tapping into that i think Mm -hmm. just fall is a very productive time of the year for me yeah 
I agree. Uh, I definitely like when it gets colder. I hate the summer, and I'm in Southern California where it's fucking summer yeah. all year round. Like it's a beautiful day today, <laughs> and I'm just like miserable. And uh, yeah, it's it's hard. You to want tap. some rain? I love it, man. I don't know. That's why I'm I'm in this place right now where I'm like, do I stay here? What's in it for me to stay in California? Like, yeah. I've gotten to the age where I don't think I need to yeah. live in LA. I wouldn't suggest anyone to move to LA unless you really felt like you needed to. But like, I think you can be a successful band in any city you live in now. I think if you just yeah. have a really strong yeah, internet presence and build something, some something can happen for you and the road will come. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know where are your thoughts. You think you need to live like, cause there would have to be like pressure for someone in your area to end up in a New York or to go to some, like a somewhere like that. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm all about baby steps. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, I, I kind of was asking myself the same question that you seem to be asking yourself in Santa Barbara mm -hmm. when I was in Charlottesville. Like I just, you know, with quarantine, like with COVID, um, you know, is already a hometown and already like a small town that I grew up in. And um, with COVID, like everything, I wasn't even like going out to restaurants or going to bars or anything. I was just like on living on a, an apartment on you know the street where I where I grew up. Yeah. And I was like, just like there's literally. I mean, I love Charlottesville. It's like beautiful and it feels yeah. good, but um, there's just like nothing really meaningful left for me. Like there wasn't any, yeah, you know, any. I don't know anything to like that I could, uh, shape in, in like a way that worked for me. Mm. Um, so yeah, I moved to Richmond, which is like a, a bigger city and I have like actually more friends who live here. So, you know, I think it's just like, it took like my friend Daniel, he was like, um, I asked him, I said, I was like looking for a place to live and I met in Charlottesville, but he was like, Oh, like in Richmond. And I was like, I guess I could move to Richmond. Yeah. Like, sure. Yeah. And then I just, like, figured out a place to live, like, that week. Oh, that's awesome. How'd you find – where, on Craigslist, or how'd you search? Um, I'm sort of, like, have, have a housing situation through uh, my cousin right now. Mm. And I ended up, like, just, like, emailing, like, tons and tons of people. Um, yeah. I've worked as a gardener for a long time. And kind of just like asking people if they wanted like a someone to like be their garden gnome, you know, yeah. like someone has like a guest house or, or whatever. And, and this like, I'm not going to break down the specifics, but like, this is a nice situation for me yeah. and I'm getting, I'm going to get kicked out in a few months, yeah. but uh, I'll have saved like a lot of money by that point. That's great. Yeah. So you're um, just doing landscaping on the side right now. Right now I'm, I'm working for for a nonprofit. I'm not gonna oh. like mention the name. Sure. Hold up. But just these days, you don't you don't really want people knowing where you work. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know. No. Um, totally. But it. Yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> I won't say much more. But it's like it's a good. It's a really cool job, and I'm I'm helping people. And, that's awesome. You know? Yeah. I just uh, did an interview the yeah. other day because that's the other side of my brain. Oh, should I get a like a job job? Like like a not yeah. like because I always just do part time jobs. If I have to quit, like for tour or something, I'll do it. Yeah. Um. 
Just like, you know, like a sandwich gig, coffee shop gig, something easy like that. that I don't feel bad if I leave. But then I had an interview with a nonprofit. Like, uh, it's just like this Channel Island. I'll tell them I didn't get the job. So this Channel Islands restoration, they kind of just go (laughs) go to the Channel Islands and restore with the natural plants. And uh, they're looking for a marketing director and and, uh, did the interview. And I was like, mid halfway before the interview, I was like, do I want to do this? This is like (laughs) a real job. Like, do I want a real job again like i don't know <clears throat> and well yeah. i think i mean i i know where you're coming from and i mean this is another element of like the sort of covid landscape is i have a year where i know like i can take a job for like a year and like uh you know not i'm not gonna go on tour for a yeah. year and i can i have this sp- i have the time to do that now and that's actually really cool because i yeah i've like you i you know worked in like coffee shops and and then did lands- landscaping for a long time to like accommodate a touring schedule. Yeah. And there's like a definitely a cost that comes with that. Like you just don't have like a, I mean, you don't have like a normal life. No. Um, so it's nice to like kick it with the, with the normies for a while. I know. Um, it, it kind of, there's a feeling of like, Oh, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> like they're talking to you at work. Like last time I was in an office, they were just like, so what do you like to do for fun? I'm like, I'm in a band. And they're like, that's fun. Where do you guys it's play? It's nice to have hobbies. Do you guys play locally? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, yeah, it's I, nice I to have cool. hobbies. Oh, how fun. I love music. Like, okay, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you love yeah, music. Yeah, they don't get it. No. They don't get it. <laughs> how do you explain <laughs> to them? How do you explain to them? Yeah, uh totally so that's why i'm kind of a big deal (laughs) in my own head i'm kind of a big deal i'm bigger than this office i'm the main character leave me alone yeah no i'm not playing at your open mic (laughs) at the winery (laughs) oh my buddy's the manager at this brewery he'd love to have your band play for three and i started out playing three shows hours. like that. yeah i started i started out playing yeah. shows like that three hours they give you 300 bucks like and as unlimited pitchers and you just get trashed and it was awesome but we don't yeah. we, we did like three of them and like completely ran out of steam we're like we cannot keep doing this for 300 like 300 bucks isn't worth like killing our livers and our inspiration like yeah yeah i think, I think yeah i was never great at my you know my band was that ne- we were never really cut out for that because we have like an hour of like original uh, material and then we just like i just don't know any i don't really know many covers like i know like a like three like a few neil young songs and a few bob dylan songs and like that's that's all i've got yeah <laughs> and i honestly i'm the same exact way i don't know any covers and the covers i do know i'm like when did i learn that and why did i learn that song like i don't went i don't know i must have learned it at some point like yeah. And and nobody wants to hear me sing Glenn Campbell, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, that's awesome, man. I think uh I think you guys are doing a good thing. I think you guys are staying active and 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 doing the best you can under the circumstances and hopefully history will look back on those of us who busted our ass <laughs> fondly yeah. versus the bands who are just like, I'm just going to hide for the rest of the year and do absolutely nothing. And when everything comes back to normal, I'll just continue my normal career. Yeah. This is, this is when it becomes really crucial to, to, to think that, you know, someone's watching over us. I hope you know? so. I hope so. And I think, I think, I don't know for <laughs> bands, for bands like us, I don't think, 
I don't think I could take. I could have taken off 2020. You know. Yeah. I can't. I can't take it off. I. I feel like yeah. I would regress. I feel like I would just get depressed and. And I wouldn't be able to. I have to. I don't know. I gotta stay busy. That's just me though. Yeah. Same. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta be doing something. I know. Oh man. Uh. So what's next? Yeah. What's next? Uh. For you guys. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Who Who knows? Yeah. Like, um, I want to record another EP. Um. And have you guys been able to it. get together and practice? No, no, we we haven't. Mm. Uh, we haven't all been in the same room since uh, since we recorded this album, actually. Mm. Um, but you know, I want the. We just need to figure out a way to record a, to record our next EP in a safe way that you know yeah. that everyone's comfortable with, or everyone's comfortable enough with. Um, but yeah, that's the next step for us. Totally. And it's, uh, you know, it's going to it's going to happen. We just need to figure it out the logistics. Do you think you'll end up just recording it yourself in your house like doing a very DIY like that or are you looking to find another producer to work with or how like Um I think we'd probably I'd like to work with um Will Evans who I mentioned yeah. um who you know, they have this studio. Okay. And um, like a home studio, like the attic, that's where we did it. But um, I think, you know, I think we have a, we have a good working relationship. And I mean, I'd love to work with Daniel again. I know, you know, they have like a, a professional, <laughs> a professional, like nice studio. And I don't know, I don't know um, what we would figure out in terms of like compensation, but yeah it'd be cool to work with like the same crew or uh possibly like some richmond some richmond people who have like you know a bigger setup than my you know one microphone and oh yeah, yeah. logic <laughs> yeah. that's awesome uh, you, can do, you can do a lot with that you but. can yeah yeah you can it's just it's it's i see more and more people uh just just recording themselves and i've i've downloaded pro tools and i've fucking hate it but i'm starting to get a hang of it and i've just never been the one to record myself i've always worked with other people like maybe i'll do my demos by myself but not like try to make something like i would feel like oh i could put this out i feel like i'm not there yet yeah but yeah but it's been cool yeah it's it's uh it's hard but it's i think it's it's pretty cool to to get to get something to a point where you'd be happy releasing it who were some of the, uh, um, who are some of like, you know, the people you listened to growing up? Musicians, artists. Um, gr- like growing up, I just, I listened to a lot of like, um, just music that was coming out at the time, like, you know, in the late nineties, like, uh, you know, Everclear and yeah, I like, I listened to Cracker a lot growing up, Oh, you know, Cracker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, um, Kerosene had as, I mean, that's still one of my favorite albums yeah um and they were like a california to richmond transplant band that's crazy yeah i never i guess i haven't really listened to too much i know the band but not enough to like at all so that's cool yeah they're they're good um but uh yeah i kind of just i guess like rem or um third eye blind yeah um and then like in in high school i got more into like 
you know, like, not, like ninth grade, I got in like Jane's Addiction and Pearl Jam and like Nirvana. And I mean, Jane's Addiction, I, I got a lot of love for them. Yeah. Um, and like Oasis. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah, man, I love Oasis. Don't get me started. On yeah, that. <laughs> that was a that that was like a big uh, band for me. That was like sixth grade. And I was watching. Yeah, I love right. the 90s on vh1 oh yeah and then that's how i heard wonderwall for the first time and i was like what the fuck is this and it like blew <laughs> my mind and then i went on limewire and downloaded a bunch of songs and yeah yeah i remember yeah i think i um yeah i think it was like seventh seventh or eighth grade for me like i remember for christmas um my dad gave my brother and i each like a best of cd and mm. and my brother henry got oasis and i got uh, the police oh there you go and i mean yeah i like i mean i like the police but i remember we put on oasis um and henry was like he didn't really like it so yeah. i took it i was like i mean this sounds fucking tight yeah totally and i took that cd and you know i listened to it that night and uh yeah it was a big deal it's so good uh best ofs like the best of like record I feel like it's something that's like dying. Like yeah. I lived off best ofs. Every Christmas I got a new best of. Starting yeah, with I like mean... No, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I mean I feel like best ofs are like almost frowned upon and when it comes to like an a formal release. Mhm. Mm like it's just like not cool anymore, but at the same time like you know we create our own best ofs now like on spotify like you kind of have to create your own playlists yeah of your own music just to get like i don't know because of like spotify can be formatted in a in a way that like it's hard to navigate yeah and um like you know you'll see like big thief like publishing their own best ofs but it's just like a playlist you know totally yeah what's your relationship with spotify do you like it do you hate it um uh i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> all right <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you think of that news that came out this week about like being basically payola on spotify labels and bands can pay for like advertising spots i saw that yeah don't i don't love to see it yeah i'll put it that way yeah but um yeah i mean i you know i skipped to the comments and um yeah, like the idea that everyone soon will will go to that um, grade or whatever, where where like uh, wait, what's the deal? You get so you get paid less in order to get a boost in the algorithm. Yes, that's like their that's like their side of it. It's like we're paying you guys less, but the algorithm is more beneficial to you guys. And then we're like, give us a full penny per stream, and they're like, fine, we can do that but it's going to change. The algorithm will change and you'll now have to pay to get put onto people's like, you know, the autoplay. Like when people are listening to something, it just starts autoplaying new songs for them. Yeah. That's, that's where you would pay to get placed in. Yeah. If it, you yeah. Know, I if mean, it uh, it sounds like, sounds like bullshit to me. Yeah. I mean, and I never, answer. I mean, it's, it's not good. I never autoplay music on Spotify either. So that doesn't seem like very valuable to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know about that, but, um, I think it's, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's bad. And, um, yeah, I mean, just like the general trend of, uh, people getting paid less and less and less 
so that other people can make more and um just sort of like mediocrity um reigning supreme yeah i had that conversation with uh chris cohen and his and his whole thing was like you know, because I was talking about Patreon. I was like, do you have a Patreon? And he said, no. And I was like, yeah, it's all right. It's kind of cool. You make a few bucks, like, but it's fun. You, it doesn't feel like you're asking for money. You're, you're like, providing a service, like, either it be, like, demos or whatever. He, and he was like, yeah, that's great. But, like, why does there have to be a Patreon? Why couldn't we just do that direct to consumer? And I was like, yeah, that's fucking true. And it made me think, like, the processing the processing of the the money and like taking the card and swiping it i don't know but it's something i've been thinking about too like why am i giving patreon a cut of this if i can go direct to my fans yeah i don't know i don't know i heard this word neoliberalism the other day i heard it for the first time and it kind of like made sense to me you know (laughs) i feel like it's gonna be a big deal someday yeah (laughs) (laughs) true very true Oh man. Uh yeah, Patreon. Oh, best ofs. We were talking about best ofs. Uh yeah, Beatles one was like the first best of I got. Yeah. And that's Yeah, I had that one. Oh yeah, that was the big one for me. And uh ELO, I think I got ELO. I think I got like cream too, but like cream didn't stick for me. When I think of all the classic rock best ofs I got. Yeah, I I kind of didn't I mean, I I really love the Beatles, but I didn't really, I didn't really jive with uh, with the Beatles one compilation. Mm. Like I felt like it was like overwhelming or like it like gave me a headache. <laughs> um, I liked the like the those like two, those two best ofs that they have like the, the red and blue one. The green, right? The red and blue. Yeah. Um, that was just like maybe a little bit easier to like digest or yeah or something. But I did I did have the Beatles one. And I did, that's kind of how I, I remember like listening, like on like at the beach, like on vacation, like listening to like paperback writer and songs like that. And that's important. Is it, you know, just like important times and, um, you gotta, you gotta listen to the Beatles somehow. I know. So I'm glad that one existed in that way. That's true. Uh, uh, Rolling Stones, also another band I just never really got into, like, and I feel bad for it, but I don't know. Yeah, just never listened to you them. Did. Yeah, I yeah, I kind of I got into them. I mean, I you know everyone hears them, but I kind of got into their like discography like two years ago, three years mm. ago. Like Let It Bleed, Exile on Main Street, um, Sticky Fingers, Yeah, um, Beggars Banquet. Like I really, I like really got in. Like Let It Bleed is a really good album. Yeah. Okay. I gotta listen. Maybe I'll maybe I'll go yeah. back and listen to that one. Yeah. Yeah. I've been uh I've been playing video games on Twitch. Do you like to play video games at all? Um, I like video games. I don't like have any consoles. Like mm. I I you know, I grew up playing, you know, like Game Boy and PlayStation and then um, you know, Xbox. But I remember like in in ninth grade our xbox broke Mm. and like just never gotten a new one and that was actually when i started like writing music and reading books yeah (laughs) um (laughs) you know which was i'm a you know i think that's notable but i do like i love playing like in college i actually got we had like a xbox 360 in the house and that was really a, a big part of my like academic routine was like just 
play Halo Live for a while and just you know <laughs> gotta blow up some steam. God, it, exactly. That's that's the the uh, benefit I found of it during this quarantine is like play some games, chill the fuck out. Yeah. Like zone out for like a, I don't know an hour or so, two hour. I'll be on. I'll be, and I was like maybe I'll do Twitch. That's fun and it's yeah. been kind What's, of fun, but like, yeah. What do you play? Uh, I'm uh, I'll be twitching a little. Uh, the new Tony Hawk. Oh, is sick! It's super fun, and then that uh, fun. and then uh, San Andreas GTA San oh, Andreas. Nice. Yeah. What's That's... like your go-to uh, sort of like move? Like, how do you get? How do you get like the five police stars? <laughs> oh man! Uh, I guess you steal a helicopter. You gotta do something crazy like that, but definitely just start killing cops, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, I mean that's that's the best almost way. too easy. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't finished that game. I put I started that game when I was like a kid, not the exact same game. I just downloaded it again, but like uh I started that game when I was in junior or I guess maybe I was in high school. No, junior high, and I still haven't finished it. I'm 30 oh. years old now and I still have yet to finish that game. Do all the missions. Yeah. Well, it's good to have something like that <laughs> yeah. at the age of 30, you know. <laughs> You need some games that you haven't finished yet. I, 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 I remember a couple years ago, I was working in the parking lots. I worked for the city, and I took, uh, I took like the tickets in the parking lot, and I bought a Game Boy Color with, with Pokemon Yellow, a game I okay. had yet to finish. I just yeah. played all the time, but I never actually finished or didn't. And when I finished that, it felt so good. I was like, oh, nice. finally. Thank God. I don't have this dark wow. cloud above my head being like, you never finished that game. Man. Wow. I need to go back and to my Pokemon Red. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I ever finished it. I definitely didn't finish Fable, mm. um, which I, I really love that game. Yeah. Like on Xbox. And I think that was like the game that I was playing when my Xbox broke. Oh, no. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't want to. I don't, I don't know, think man. About this it too could, much, this it might I, be overwhelming. You might have to go back and finish that game, man. Maybe there's something that will complete you. Yeah, it's like high fidelity, like when he's like going back to like all of his exes, but it's mm -hmm. just like video games. Exactly. Oh man. Uh, what about speaking of high fidelity? Uh, Hulu canceled that show. A lot of people have been digging into the streaming services. Have you been watching anything during the quarantine? Um, watching, uh, kind of got into the Hills mm. recently. Is that that show that was on, that show? On, on MTV? Like the reality show? Yeah, it's like show? a reality TV show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. in like El in Beverly Hills. Yes, I, um, I remember it's actually that show. Like, it's actually really good. <laughs> like, it's, it's good. <laughs> it's fun, you know, a lot of tea. A lot of tea. Um, a lot of drama. Um, everyone, you know pretty pretty well done show um uh i've kind of been watching uh Cron david cronenberg films as well kind of alongside mm -hmm. like scanners and i watched um the dangerous method which mm -hmm. i kind of like skipped over which is about like young and freud um and uh and i think was the their patient that they kind of like fought over a little bit mm. but um you know, there's, I was watching, you know, Sopranos as like, I'm, I'm kind of like in the fourth season of Sopranos. Oh man. Yeah. I'm so, like, I'm in like episode so, two. Got a lot. 
yeah, I'm like episode two of Sopranos. I'm I'm trying. I, I love the I love I lo- I've loved every episode, all two episodes I've seen right now. But like, it's something about me yeah. and shows that la- every episode's like an hour. I just sometimes it's hard for yeah. me to, to dig in. Did the same thing with Mad Men. Yeah. I couldn't really get into it. It was like each episode was an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like Sopranos gets compared to like, you know, like, you know, it was like the first show where they wanted to make it, you know, make it into like a novel, yeah. you know, like sort of like the literary value of a novel. And I think it's like similar to like Crime and Punishment and mm. in the sense that like some days you just like, you just can't read that book, yeah. you know, because it's... <laughs> Or like maybe just don't read that book. You don't totally. have to. You yeah. don't have to read that book. Um, but I think it's I think it's worth it with Sopranos at least. I gotta I gotta finish it. I got I gotta dig I gotta dig deeper into that show. Uh, yeah. I'm. I, can I guess that you're a? Were you a psychology major? What was your major? Um, English major. English major. There. Um. Yeah, and philosophy minor. Philosophy minor. There you go. I think if I'd shown any interest in Freud or or young in like a psychology class, they would have kicked me out. You think so? Because it's just like, I, th- I mean, that's kind of been been my, uh, that's what I heard of. I mean, I took one like 101 psychology with in college, but I think they're mostly about like scanning like brain waves and shit like that. Mm. But I did learn, I was taught Freud in my English classes. That's crazy. Um, or like in, with this one professor, like, yeah, he, he taught us like Freud and like Marx and um yeah i spent a lot of time with marx and like philosophy classes too um so yeah kind of like a you know psych you know psychoanalysis focus in uh in the english department which is pretty cool do you think that's uh influenced or affect your lyrics at all or the way you write songs yeah i mean i definitely like you know i mean just like without i wouldn't have needed to take these classes but you know special attention to like the unconscious and and like you know archetype you know i guess young was more about archetypes but like um i don't know paying attention to specific like symbols or like um anxieties like being a being being more aware of my own like anxieties um and particular like inner workings like actually you know i go i have a ther i go to therapy yeah um so like you know i i kind of like started going to therapy two years ago and um you know there's that cliche of uh you know you don't you don't want to get therapized because then you won't be an artist or anymore or like everything yeah. will be resolved which is like um not true uh i mean it makes sense why people would think that but i actually think like therapy has has really opened me up and i've actually been writing a lot writing a lot more especially more prose and like sort of like fiction and stuff um so yeah i'm definitely all about all about that stuff and uh it's it's good for creativity yeah that's something i definitely thought about with like uh with therapy uh i I find that a lot of musicians like exactly we don't want to lose it Whatever that pain is and that trauma, we yeah. don't want to lose it. But in reality, it's it's good. It's a very good thing yeah. to deal with that, and it will actually open up other things. Uh, uh, and I, it's I not going. Agree. And that that trauma is not that that pain is not going anywhere, yeah. even if you have a therapist. <laughs> so good news, anyone who's listening. It's actively working. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think the philosophy classes, the minor in philosophy, is absolutely has helped the way you even interact with other people in your life? 
Or do you think that's more of um, the therapy? Uh, I don't know. I don't really know. Being like, um, oh, I'm thinking I, this way right now because Freud oh, or whatever said oh, this. Right. Oh yeah. No, therapy has been really helpful with relationships. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Are you Are you dating <laughs> someone right now? With, yeah. 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 And yeah. I yeah. I mean, I guess I mean sort of romantic relationships, but also just like with with my fellow humans. Mm. You know, otherwise totally. family or friends or or people i don't know you know someone who i just like didn't get along with at a party or something oh, like all, all that stuff can be really uh can be really helpful to kind of have like a someone to work with you on it you know yeah definitely too many um, times we kind of just uh deal with it we kind of just like i'll use i'll use this later i'll find a way to use this this uh yeah. this anxiety or pain yeah crazy yeah, i mean it, it's good it i mean i think it, it's cool to like be able to be able to pinpoint things and that actually creates a lot of uh a lot of traction when you're when you're writing something you know yes i agree i i completely agree uh oh man uh i was gonna say something right now and i lost it this is the beauty this is the beauty of the podcast i completely forgot what i was about <laughs> to ask uh but you go, you you go, you you say you you say something, and then I'll figure it out. <laughs> um, your name isn't Dante. No, it's uh, it's is that no, yeah, it's Ruben. It's Ruben. It's Ruben. Uh, our our yeah. old bass player, uh, his girlfriend thought of it. The original bass player's girlfriend thought of it, and we thought that's probably the best name oh, cool. we could come up with. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like, like a it. hootie, a hootie and the blowfish thing. But at, at this point, when people call me Dante, I don't get upset. I'm like. This band has consumed my life for the last ten years. Like yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it as long as you know yeah. I'm in this band. Like that was like the validation I needed, you know. Yeah, yeah. Whatever works. <laughs> uh, did you have bands? Like, is this your first band? Or did you have bands growing up? Like, I'm. What's the journey? Um. Yeah. In uh, ninth grade, I was in a band called Bedhead. Hmm. And I played drums. That was kind of my, I played violin growing up, but like drums, I kind of like taught myself how to play drums. And that was like my first, like, you know, rock and roll instrument. Yeah. And, um, so I was in a, in a band and I was playing drums, but I was also like, you know, kind of teaching myself how to play guitar and like write songs. And, you know, I sort of, there was this sort of like coup within Bedhead where I left the band with our guitarist and we started we started like uh my you know my own band where i was writing the songs and uh i don't i guess the band that band was called static in the mondays or something like yeah, yeah static in the mondays that was my idea i mean you know it is what it is as a name yeah uh, how long did you do that band for I think both of those bands lasted like one battle of the bands. Oh, there you go. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do remember like performing my own music for the first time on a stage, which was like, you know, it's a really big experience. Yeah. You know? And I was like, you know, for 15. What was that? Was that the moment it kind of clicked that maybe I want to do this like forever? Um, I definitely knew that it like it felt well, you know, I was really like, I was really nervous, but it like felt, it felt like really, really good. 
And yeah, I remember like kind of coming home after playing that, the first show where I was like singing and playing my music and, uh, and just being really, really excited about yeah. that. Yeah. I remember I was talking to, uh, it was like my senior year of high school, senior year is about to wrap up. And I was talking to this like company, uh, about music. I can't remember what the fuck it was. It was like an A and R. I think they did like, like video, like commercial placements, but I think I was, I was just like talk, asking questions. Uh, I was like graduating high school. Like what's the advice? And they're just like, well, have you committed that this is what you want to do forever? And it was like the first time I'd ever even thought about that. And that yeah. kind of made a click. I was like, Oh, I think, I think I, I think I do want to do this forever. Yeah. Sometimes it just takes someone asking you that question. Totally. Because prior to that, all the shows I had done in high school, like I was in a band with my cousins from when I was like 14 to 17, nobody ever came to our shows. Yeah. So it was like I never had like this like, oh, everyone like this band, like yeah, I'm in a band and people come to our shows and it's cool. Like uh, I never had that moment. So I wasn't sure if this is something, you know, I knew I wanted to play music forever, but not be the guy. Right. So, yeah, I mean, and in high school like yeah like we were never the we were never the cool band yeah like there were cool bands and we yeah. were not that and yeah i met me like we you know it's like kind of what we're talking about with breweries like you know we we would play like original music and that was like kind of cool for a few people in the audience but then you know the band would the the other band would come on and play like the hive song yeah be playing like the hives or like blur or something and people would just go like ape shit and they, <laughs> they loved it. that's amazing um but it, i think it was i i take pride in the fact that i've never won about the bands or anything you know yeah not that it's bad to do that but i think i always felt the way i i felt about it was like you know it's a good sign yeah every we you did two we did two battle of the bands as Dante Lafonte and we lost both of them. And the bands that won aren't even fucking bands anymore and, and did not nearly have the type of success that this band has has. So, so I'm very happy and I'm glad I didn't win, but also I think I would have done this anyway. So I wish I would have fucking won those. Yeah, things. yeah exactly. God damn. I, th I mean, yeah, it's good to have some obstacles like at that age. Yeah. It definitely, definitely, uh, it definitely humbles you too. A lot of things are humbling, yeah. you know. Like, have you done South by Southwest? Yeah, yeah. That's a humbling experience. Yeah, that's just like ultimate, like uh, ant farm. Yeah. You know, it's like all the bands just like tumbling on top of each other, like fucking ants in the farm, and it's like going from one venue to one venue. Realize you're all the fucking same, and everyone's looks the same, and it's like, what the hell? Like, what are we doing? What's the purpose of this festival anymore? Yeah, that's I mean, how I, I think felt. That, yeah, I think that's just like that's a. I think South by Southwest is a good like maybe an allegory or something for like the whole music world, where it's like there are opportunities where you can uh, get in front of people, or like you know, you know, I ended up through like Fat Possum, I you know who you know opened certain doors, like yeah, you know, shaking hands, shaking hands with people who were like you know like really important like booking agents or whatever. We didn't get any of them. No, but like meeting those people and like performing in front of them, um, and you know just these opportunities in which like I guess your ego expands a little bit, um, and you can get kind of, you know, enter this like world of, of I don't know, 
the celebrity like or sort of uh, approximation of that sort of like sort of fantasy world and then there's also yeah that reality of the the ant farm aspect mm-hmm. that can kind of catch you when you're not expecting it but you know it's just it's it is what it is and i think you just have to learn how to how to how to navigate this sort of like this realm especially now with the internet where where things are even more like um everything is sort of like you can get caught up in just comparing yourself to other people like you know comparing data like you know who has the who has more twitter followers Mm -hmm. like you know on spotify in the analytics you can literally compare yourself to other artists yeah very dangerous and i was looking at that the other day i was like like why is that here yeah like that that shouldn't be that shouldn't be part of that like who's winning who's winning with that yeah Uh, that's really for like the labels you know okay that and makes then sense. and then they'll they'll look at your stats versus another band that either sounds like you or is at the same level as you okay are they doing as well as this band all right maybe you know i don't know i feel like that's not yeah. really for us because that's actually very destructive for our mental health to compare yeah. ourselves to other facebook did the same thing like like i don't know maybe seven years ago they had a feature in the anal like the back insights of of your facebook page like to compare it with other pages and it's like I, now I'm comparing my likes, and they actually, I'm sure in their mind, they're like this will drive you to get more likes. Yeah, Mentally, yeah. you'll want to get more, and so you'll work harder to get more likes. And and yeah, but all that shit's kind of pointless because you wake up one day and Facebook is fucking useless. Who's on Facebook? Your parents. Facebook you know? is such a slog. I I don't even I don't get Facebook at all. Like they changed the setup, so it's like it's like really hard to use yeah it's like all it's just like garbage it's yeah like i'm not talking i mean the f the sort of like corporate uh ethics or whatever that's like a different question but just like using the user interface yeah the user experience is fucked yeah they blew it yeah and i like yeah i feel like on facebook every time i post something i lose like three followers (laughs) like i don't know what i'm doing wrong but it's like not working it's actually i mean it's kind of a bummer like i just i can't do anything right on facebook yeah everyone like like oh i'm certain you know i had a friend who's starting his his own project and i I was like yeah make a facebook he's like why i was like i don't know for appearances and then he's like i don't know and then the more i think about it you're gonna start facebook if you're People who listen to this podcast are in bands, and I'm sure they have Facebooks, and I'm sure you started your Facebook, and you realize it's hard to get likes because no one's liking anything anymore on Facebook. It's just like it's not the same as it was, so it's like just focus on Instagram. Everything's moved to Instagram and fucking TikTok. Instagram's Instagram's a real party, though. I've been having some good times on Instagram. Totally. Meeting some good people. Once they add the DM feature, DMing other bands, like, hey, do you want to collab? Do you want to do something? Like, yeah yeah it's it's definitely like good vibes on instagram facebook yeah. is like is like a sort of swamp like quicksand situation yeah. twitter is sort of esoteric at times or twitter's like um, twitter's like for memes like anytime yeah. i try to get serious on my twitter account like hey guys new song out nothing but then i like yeah. post like right. a relatable tweet about like i don't know i can't i think today i tweeted i'm only touring in blue states in 2021 and that got like love i'm like yeah but i posted about my song last week and like you know 
Fine. Maybe I should try that. <laughs> I thought about tweeting, um, um, like, can I speak? I want to speak to America's manager today. Yeah, that's that would do well. But, that would have done well, but I you just can still do it. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but then, when you want to get yeah. serious and actually promote your art, people are like, "Oh, good job!" You know, they don't even they don't even they just scroll right by. They're looking for jokes and news or porn. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you should start posting that more. My OnlyFans? On yeah, man, yeah. start an OnlyFans. Have you have you looked into that? It's like Patreon, um, but for annuity. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh I yeah, I know about it. Yeah. But um I guess I'll keep my options open. I guess to respect I'm gonna see how music I'm gonna see if I can if I can just focus on music for a little bit to respect the rules of no, no November, I guess we'll all just stay away from OnlyFans for for the month. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's wild, man. So when so the EP is out or it's coming out? It's coming out uh, on November sixteenth. Exciting, November sixteenth. Yeah, and uh, we're we're Spotify everywhere. The usual suspects. Yeah, um, Spotify, Bandcamp. You know, it's, I think, you know, they send it to like Napster and like stuff oh, yeah. like that. Are you doing it it's through, like uh, on a, I don't know. The distributor, I guess you have your own distributor. It's yeah, not like, AWOL. Tune, yeah, it's we're not, doing this through AWOL. Cool. So, so they send it out to everybody, but it's also, mm. um, it's also going to be on cassette and, you know, we have these new t-shirts that I'm really pumped up about. Where can and, people buy the cassettes? Yeah, on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also buy like our vinyl and everything on our Bandcamp merch and, page. And you'll be fulfilling all the, uh, you'll be fulfilling all the orders yourself. I, f I fulfill the, like our, or the stuff that we've released. So, you know, I'm, I've got the cassettes and the t-shirts yeah. and at my house, if you buy like a uh, popular fiction, which is our, our LP, you get that from egg hunt. We'll ship it or like our first EP on fat possum. There are like eight copies of that left on vinyl. Yeah. So that'd be, that would be coming to you from Mississippi. Cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that adds that like nice touch when the band is also handling the orders and you can maybe write like a special note in each, in each like, you know, thing. Oh yeah. Like, I've been writing like some notes. That's what I'm saying, man. It's getting, yeah. getting connected Feels with good. your audience in a way. Yeah. Yeah. That takes to the next level. Yeah. Well, hell yeah, man. Well, dude, thanks so much for uh, for talking with me. I know I can see it's getting late over there now. And uh, it's it's only three oh, yeah. o'clock here, but it's getting dark over there. And uh, <laughs> dude, thanks for thanks for reaching out, man. I liked uh, talking to you and I'm, I'm glad we got to hang. Yeah. Thanks for having me on here. It's been it's been great chatting with you. And yeah, hopefully hopefully talk again sometime. Yeah, man. Hit me up whenever I'll, fo I'll follow you on. Uh, I'll follow you on Instagram so I can. Sweet. Stay connected. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I'll follow you back too. <laughs> That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. What well, about dude, Twitter? Would you would you follow me back if I followed you on Twitter? Yeah, hell yeah. Okay. I'm I'm more okay. This is this is this is petty. Facebook. I, uh, <laughs> this is petty, but I am always more down to follow people back on Twitter than Instagram. You know, you want to. It's so yeah. sad, but you want to keep it. I'm following like 800 people. It's not like I'm super selective, but like. You do I do like to curate the Instagram feed a little bit more, you know? Yeah, I get that. To friends, family, art I like. Where Twitter's like a fucking free for all. Like, yeah, anyone. Put it, put that let that feed get wild. Yeah. I'm kind of I feel like I'm the opposite. 
Mm. But, um, you know, teach their own. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. Well, dude, thanks so much. Thanks so much for being on. Thank you. <laughs>